Hosted by myself, Turk Dog in this bitch. I got my nigga Frank Stradamus with me, you did. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Another week better, another week clever. What's the word? You know what I'm saying? Niggas getting better, man. Getting better with age, man. And you, uh, <laughs> just to say right. that shit, man, I told you earlier that, you know, a, a, a old friend from uh, middle school reached out to me, you know what I'm saying? Talk about... We used to uh, hoop and, you know, kick it and shit like that. I'm like, middle school? I'm like, nigga, that was... I remember middle school dancing shit in little middle school graduate. I'm like, that was 2003. I'm like, bro, that was 20 years ago. Niggas is old. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I was in the eighth grade 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my nigga Bradley, though. You know what I'm saying? But it's just crazy. To think of, it's crazy to think about, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was just gonna say that sound weird to even say. I was in middle school twenty years ago. Twenty. You know what I'm saying? Because life but, don't feel like that. But it's been twenty. Because I, I, I can remember like shit from middle school, like mad, like vividly though. Like I got like middle school memories. Like I can remember like during the whole days type shit. And that shit was really? 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's like, crazy. That's why I told you I want to go back to Edison and just walk the hallways so I can, you know, get some of those other memories. Because I, I can remember, like, certain hallways, but I can't remember the layout. You know what I'm saying? I can't, yeah, remember, no, I can't remember walking through them, well, but I remember being in certain areas at Edison. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy, though. Niggas getting old, man. And speaking yeah, of school, no, man, right. we, you know what I'm saying? You got a topic for us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell of a segue, people. Hell of a segue. Right. Put that out there. But uh, it's a video that's been circulating. Uh, I'm guessing it's, you know, new for the most part. But uh, the video of uh, what looks like a student got her phone taken from a teacher. And um, I'm guessing the teacher was going to lock it in the desk. And the student was, you know, he was being dramatic, you know what I'm saying, about getting her phone back. And one thing led to another, and I feel like the student, you know, she started getting a little close up on the teacher and, you know, trying to reach around her to grab the phone. And things escalated from there, and, you know, the teacher ended up putting her hands on the, the student and really just, you know, kind of manhandling her at the point. And um, you watched the video. I just seen the video last night. And we was trying to make, you know, make sense of what was going on and who you think was right or wrong in the situation. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to let you get your spill. You know what I'm saying? And let, tell me what you think. Who do you think was right or wrong? And what do you think should happen possibly from a situation like this? I saw the video and the teacher took the girl's phone, and the girl wanted her phone back. And, and I feel like the teacher did get kind of, you know, physical. It was kind of pushing her back, like, no. But homegirl was physical as well. But the, the little girl threw the first punch, man. Like, I'm trying to think, like, if, if she's, like, 30 or older, like, you know, I think she should have handled it in a different way. Like, meaning, 
I don't think she should have punched the little girl in her face like the, like she was. I think she should have manhandled her ass and, you know, show her strength and body slammed her or some shit like that. But if she's, like, you know, fresh out of college, 23, 24, she's still living, like, kind of like that lifestyle. That's probably shit that happened in college, like, you know what I'm saying, when she was in school, like, girls coming up to her. So I, I can't say that she's in the right mind frame to, like, you know, just, you know, not do anything in that situation or find a better way to handle that situation because it's – I told you earlier, nigga, if one of these niggas 16, 17, nigga, you 5'10", you my size, and you hit me in my shit, I'm going to fuck you up, nigga. Like, I don't know if I could, like, you know, try to body slam a nigga and hold him down after he hit me in my face. Especially if I <laughs> draw blood or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga bust my lip, you know what I'm saying? Let nigga bust my lip or something. I might have to fuck Because I feel like, like I was telling you, man, like uh, when your son get older, you might have to, you know, show him like, hey, nigga, I'm still pops, nigga. Like, you're going to have to show these niggas, like, if you ain't going to respect your elders, nigga, hey, I'm going to make you respect me, nigga. Like, I'm going to fuck right. you up, little nigga. You, you put your hands on me in that way. So I... To say that she was wrong, I can't really say that. I feel like hitting that little girl and being on top of her the way she was, like, that was a little extra. I feel like once she got on top of her, she didn't have to swing no more. You know what I mean? But right. I I agree with tuning her ass up a little bit, especially if she going to hit me in my face. Like, she hit that woman, like, tune her ass up. As a man and that's a little girl hitting me, of course I'm not going to do that. But if it's a little boy, you know what I'm saying? She was way bigger than her. You know what I'm saying? Like I, right. I don't know. <laughs> Even in that, like, if a man is 260 and a little kid, 5'11", 170, hit a teacher, I don't know if he's just going to grab that little boy without swinging on his ass. I just think that's reaction after getting hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think reaction is – Hold your arms out to go try to grab them. You know what I'm saying? I think right, right, right. Nah. You in the fighting stands, nigga. You about to defend yourself. You might tune their ass I, up and t- before you come to, like, back to reality. But, nigga, like, nah, you're going to get this work for at least, nigga, 30 seconds. You know what I'm saying? You're going to feel me. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like, you know, I disagree. Let me, make that. <laughs> Let me say that first. I disagree. I think the teacher should have handled it a totally different way. You know what I'm saying? I, You know, when I watched the video, I feel like I agree with what you said. Like, sometimes it is a reaction, you know, because at the end of the day, it's still a fight. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like, you know, right. some other situation happened. Like, it's it's a certain mode that click in your mind, you know what I'm saying, when this comes as instinct almost. But – I feel like, uh, I don't know. I mean, me trying to make more of what I seen from the video, I'm just looking at the woman and how she was going about, you know, putting hands on this little girl. And it seemed like more than just I'm reacting. It seemed like, it's it's like one of them people that, like, like a motherfucker that's a high head and it's like, they don't listen to reason. You know what I'm saying? Like a motherfucker that 
that that you could tell tell them that they they did something wrong, and they don't want to hear because they mad, so they feel like they right. I felt like I got a lot of that type of energy from this teacher. Like she just felt like because I'm mad, I'm gonna throw away all logic. Now I get what was happening, but I feel like the situation could have been. I ain't gonna say avoided, but it just could have been handled better. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's ways to like as an adult in the room, you know what I'm saying? As the adult in the room, like it should have been at some point before it even got tense where you should have just removed yourself because I feel like if you know what you gonna do to this little kid, you gotta take that into consideration as the adult. You know what I'm saying? It's nah, like nigga, fuck that. These kids gotta respect nah. the adults, nigga. Like, no, like, nigga, I'm like, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Shit. <laughs> like, and if you remove yourself, you showing them that they got the power. Like, no, fuck that. Hey, you stand your ground on your ones and twos like an old lady did. Yo, know, not to say she old. Like I said, she won't win no pants. Nah, that bitch probably was 22, 23, 24 years old. Man, she was probably in her thirties. She was just <laughs> trying to look like she was trying to catch something. That's all. You know what I'm saying? My, my whole thing is, at the point, from what I saw the video, it was a point where the girl walked up to the desk. She was trying to get the phone. She was reaching around. And, and I think at some point after that, so in between that point, that's when they was kind of moving their arms a little bit. Then, like you said, the girl swung. And then it do become I'm a defend mode. You know what I'm saying? But at the point where the girl started walking to the desk, you clearly bigger than it. Just walk outside the classroom. You know what I'm saying? Or... At least in these type of situations, you should have a witness around. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that uh, don't do nothing. I'm just saying it could have been handled better because it's like we live in an age now where it's like you can't tell the adults apart from the kids because the adults going to react like the kids. And that's a problem. <laughs> like somebody has to act like an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to realize like we in the – we you're, you're in the setting – what you trying to teach kids, you know what I'm saying? I put it like this, man. Even just like I just told you earlier, even if it wasn't about the fight, if they if it was just a video and the girls was talking and she bent over and her ass was out, it's just like that's you're not carrying your carrying yourself in an adult matter. Like that's some shit that I expect to see from someone who's younger than you and not in this habitual teacher. You know what I'm saying? If I was a parent and I came down, I'm like, what the fuck do this bitch got on? Like, it ain't no professionalism being upheld is the point I'm making. Like, I ain't saying don't do nothing. I'm just saying as a teacher, you know what I'm saying? You got to exercise different options before you feel like I'm going to just go in on a, on a kid to you. You know what I'm saying? Someone who's 16 and you're double their age. Like, it, 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 <laughs> it's to speak to that. You got to figure I, something out before that. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like just like everybody telling us to, you know, look at relationships differently. Because we're in the modern times. Like, we should be in modern relationships whatever. It's the same with, like, these kids, man. It's it's not like when we were kids, nigga, we respect adults, nigga. Like, we didn't we didn't curse in front of them. Like, we didn't curse at them ever. Get the fuck out of here. We I did mean, all we, the same shit the kids did. To, nigga, no I, way. We had one or nigga. two. We had one or two niggas in the school like that. We always thought them niggas was crazy. Let's keep it a buck. That wasn't the norm. I'm talking about all the no, time no, no. I'm seeing vids is these kids is being mad, disrespectful to adults. Like they be they, these kids don't have respect for adults. <laughs> like in this generation, that's just period, nigga. 
And sometimes you got to tune their ass up, man. I'm going to stand on that. I I think that homegirl was wrong by, like I said, trying to stump the bitch face in like like she had her on the ground and she still was swinging on it. The bitch had her by like two hundred pounds. Holding her face down and shit. That's what I'm saying. This bitch. But I felt like once she swung on her, get that bitch a four or five piece, grab her, take her to the ground. It's over with. The extra shit she shouldn't have done. But I feel like if she I just hits feel you, like really if when she, she swings on you, you have the right to swing back. I don't give a fuck what age I, you are. I'm and, not disagreeing with none of that. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm, all I'm saying is we. All I'm saying is, as speaking from the the aspect that that we're the adults, you know what I'm saying. It, we 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 gotta have something else in mind. You know what I'm saying. Besides resorting to how kids think, that's what I'm, I'm just trying to make the difference. That I, I'm if I'm older than you and I'm saying I'm the adult in the room, it should be a difference in how we behave. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying if a swing thrown, don't throw a swing. I'm saying that something needs to happen before that point. That's why I said walk out the room. You know what I'm saying? Because you still have to be the adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't it, – it, that, that's, that's what I was just saying before. I feel like that's the problem with society today that, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to grow up. You know what I'm saying? It's like – it's like – like – this is off topic a little bit, but I ain't even going to front. It's just going to sound wild. You know what I'm saying? I've been considering wanting to get suits again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. And, I was you know what I'm saying? Not, 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 yeah, I'm just saying, not, you know, not for, you know, any particular reason. I just feel like I'm, I'm actually growing up and it's like, it's things that I want to display to show the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like I can still dress down, but I, as I'm becoming you, as I've became an adult and I've matured more, now I understand the use and why things were, you know, done the way they used to be done. You know what I'm saying? Like when we was growing up old suits was just for old men and, you know, businessmen. And church niggas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which that's still mainly the thing, you know what I'm saying? But right. I never had a thought to want to wear a suit unless it was a funeral or a wedding or a dance. You know what I'm saying? I ain't keep suits in the closet, but I'm just making a point now that I find it to be more prevalent in my life that I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm older, like I want to show myself as standing apart from, from kids and children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't I agree. I don't want to look like I'm trying to be the old nigga that's trying to be young. Cause I, I never feel like that. I'm just making a point that now that I'm older, I'm also feeling like I want to look the part. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel, I just like, feel like as no, go for it, my it don't really correlate. No, man, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. It don't really correlate so much with what I'm saying right now with the teacher example, but I am trying to bring home that we still have to separate ourselves and show ourselves as adults in a situation. It's just like she handled that. She handled the situation like a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have handled it in an adult matter. Like you said, it, it, when a girl swung, she could have just hit her and then grabbed her. Because I feel like that that one of them punches, I don't know if it was the first one, but one of them, or pushing or whatever, threw her across the floor. God damn it. At that point, all you had to do was ho- not hold her down like she did, but just restrain her. You know what I'm saying? All to getting on top of her, like, 
she was a bitch that fucked your nigga in high school. Come on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on now. All of this shit. I, 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 I honestly feel like she was looking to buck at the little girl. That's just how I feel. It's, it's hard for was, me to want to say that. It looked like she was looking for her to start something with her so she could fight her. That's the shit that, that, that was getting to me. It's just like, come on, man. We too old for this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking her fighting her, but how it happened could have been done better. You know what I'm saying? You got it though, I, my bad. You got it. I just feel like your way wouldn't gain the respect of a kid like that in today's time, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not but saying see, she should have, you know, prepared for a fight. I'm saying like we talking about the reaction. I'm talking about, you know, before then. It's gotta be some level of respect. I feel like when we was in the classroom, I can name like we talking about middle school, Miss Clark, Mr. Taylor. It was a, a level of respect in that classroom. If not, we got paddled. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's, let's bring that up, nigga. Like, hey, teachers did <laughs> teachers did hurt us, nigga. Fact. You know what I'm saying? They did. Oh, they did beat us. You know what I'm saying? Not in that way that the woman did, but it was a way to, you know, hey, one way or another, nigga, like, you going to get this, this work. Because so, the way that you explain it, I feel like that's not going through everyone's, like, not all kids is going to learn that way, nigga. It was some kids that had to get the paddle, man. And that little girl, maybe she, had to, maybe she had to get the beats. Maybe she had to get embarrassed on the internet. Now the whole world see her, and everybody going to talk about her. So she going to maybe respect the dopes now. I just feel like, I don't know, I'm not saying what she did was right, but what I'm saying is got to be some level of respect, like, and and how do you do that without you know the paddle? I mean, it, it's something to be said in how you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I went, I wasn't trying to bring this up again, but it's like, like I said, she's walking around with her ass out. How many teachers do you know when we grew up had their ass out when they bent over? Like what? you can see their ass. I wish. Like I've never had a. I've never. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how nah. good the curve was on my ass. I've never seen my teacher's ass in the classroom. Never. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we have to we have to mention that it's something about how you carry yourself. It was as well. It, like, know, we talk about I, we talk about us and you know how we grew up. It was more traditional back right, then. Right. Like teachers couldn't do that shit. Like your principal would call you the teacher in the office, like that's inappropriate. And you couldn't get on the internet like they can today. Like, is this inappropriate? This is what I wear on the re-. Like, that wasn't happening. If you wore that shit again, you getting fired. Today, That's a fact. Uh, you can bring heat on to somebody that can tell you that you can't wear some shit. And teachers do. Like, teachers wear tight fitted shit. Like, we talked about the one teacher uh, that had all the curves and shit. They could say to always wear, like, tight dresses and tight fitting clothes that showed off her curves. And yeah. I, and a lot of, like, you, I think you said she was, she shouldn't wear that. I'm like, why not? Like, you know what I'm nah, saying? I didn't say that. Corey, say Corey that. Holcomb or somebody said that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why? <laughs> why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, why Why does she have to cover up, like, what? you know what I'm saying? Like, everything. She's covering up. You can't see her skin. You mad now because she got on some fitted clothes and you can see her curves? Like, I feel like that's a little too far. But we talking about dress code uh, and shit, man. I'm just talking about the level of respect yeah. that the kids should have uh, for the adult. That should be, you know, lesson number one before we even talk about no, I agree this with, teacher. You know what I'm I, saying? I agree with what you're saying because that shit starts in the home. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think that's the majority of the kids today. Like, if you go in a classroom, I don't think the majority of the kids 
it's ever, you know what I'm saying, the 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 norm and what we seeing as far as like disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you like as much as the girl when she was on the like when she was on the ground, she felt so passionate about getting her phone at first. She realized she was a kid when she was on that ground. She was asking for somebody to help her. You know what I'm saying? Because she isn't an adult and she put herself in and what what could be uh you know interpreted uh, as an adult situation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, her ass won't do it again. If that uh, if look, the next I, teacher I, I, take her phone, that bitch ain't gonna have her phone. That's a fact. I'm sorry, I don't mean to call a little girl a bitch. Sorry, I'll take that back. Yeah, that little no, girl ain't gonna I, have I, her phone. I I'm not I'm not knocking what you're saying because I feel like the girl need to, I feel like she needed to learn a valuable lesson. I just wish it wasn't at that expense. You know what I'm saying? The teacher doing that is all over the internet. Now you got to walk with some sort of embarrassment. You know what I'm saying over something that you could have you know waited to the end of the day or end of the class to get your phone, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it I don't I don't think that you're gonna necessarily lose respect. And in, in, in how you handle every situation, because we keep going back to our own history and past. It was like you said, we was raised different. So it's hard for me to give a good example of what the fuck I'm trying to say right now. I mean, you making it hard for a nigga right now. <laughs> paddle, <laughs> you making it hard. Making it hard for a nigga. But it, it's like you said though, man. It was just you know. We, we we really grew up respecting our elders, so it was just you know looking at someone older you know, already in a certain light, you know, made it so we wasn't really just thinking to, you know, get too far out of line. But the same type of shit was going on back in the day, too. It was teachers fighting kids, you know what I'm saying? It was teachers getting knocked out, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of shit that was crazy that happened. Like you said, it wasn't nothing that we looked at like, oh, cheering it on. But it was definitely some crazy shit that happened. So it really ain't nothing new. But I feel like like just like I just said to you earlier, we got on the phone. We grown now. When I look at somebody that's in high school, they look like a kid. Yeah, that's a fact. I couldn't fathom in my mind, like balling up a fist and about to hit him like he my age. I could because I know it's gonna break him. Like I know I'm gonna hurt you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that. I can't fathom. So it's them, like them balling up them fists and hitting me, nigga. God damn it. So I'm just saying, it's just but reaction. See, but <laughs> I'm just, I, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but when you make your comparison, you make the nigga the same size as you and everything. So I, I, I completely these, get these that. Little high school, that little girl size. was nowhere. That oh, little yeah, girl that was, was nowhere was, near the same size as this girl. It was, it was completely different in how she could approach and look at this girl. Like you are a little girl to me. You know what I'm saying? Not like trying to say it, like trying to belittle you and assist. But that that should be your mind frame just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That, that because you can't fight though. She was just bigger than her, man. We know. Uh, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. I'm not. I'm not. I, like I say, I'm not disagreeing with you. You know, whole. You know, with everything. I'm just saying that it should have been handled different, even from jump. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't got shit to prove to a classroom of kids. You know what I'm saying? They come in here to learn, regardless. You know what I'm saying? You're coming here to try to learn, regardless. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like. What you saying, like, you know, they not going to respect you. I feel like the, the the major thing in that is how you carry yourself. This is how you determine if a motherfucker going to respect you. Because I didn't have to see every teacher fight to give them respect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like you said, we respected adults, nigga. Off exactly. I get, 
I get that. You know what I'm saying? But even if it was a teacher, you know, I didn't feel like I probably had, you know, that same amount of respect for it. You know what I'm saying? How the little girl acted, it wouldn't make me act like that in no situation. You know what I'm saying? That that right there, you know, because it, it is two sides to it. You know what I'm saying? And what we haven't talked about is the little girl. Because the little girl was going crazy over the phone and she was going to get back. It ain't like she was going to take the phone home with her. You know what I'm saying? The girl's going to get the phone back. I mean, that's just this kind of whiny generation that they're growing up in and they can't live without technology. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. you in the classroom to learn. Y'all ain't got no laptops out. You don't need your phone out. Like, you really don't need your phone out unless you're doing bullshit. And, I mean, I understand why you got the phone, but you ain't trying to learn. You trying to be on your phone. You know what I'm saying? So something to be said about that, but I still stand where I stand, man. I feel like it could have been handled. It could have been handled different. That, that, you know that's what I'm a, that, that comes with parenting too, man. I, I got a family member. I don't say which relative and shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, the little girl got her phone taken one time. You know what I'm saying? And and, and the teacher tried to take it the second time, and she told her that her mom said that no, nah, you can't take my phone. If she needs to reach me, she gonna. I need to have my phone on me at all times. So she called the mom, and the moms relayed the same message. So the teacher gave the little girl her phone back. So now she got her phone whenever she wants to. I just feel like it's a lot of that shit going on in this generation, too. Like, you know, it's parents like that that's not letting, you know, teachers be teachers in, in certain situations or be, you know, the person that discipline kids or, you know, right. would, would do something like that. Exactly. What you just said. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, like I say, man, all of that shit is from the parent. And that comes from the home because I'm sure the mother knows she got a little bad. I mean, that could be the situation. Like, judging off the video, I'm sure if her mom would have called, the mom knows she got a bad daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would assume that. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't even, I, I ain't even going to assume that she's bad from this video. But, that's how it would appear. That, that's what one would almost assume that, you know, she 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 might be a handful if she complaining over something like this and willing to go to these limps to get her phone back. You know what I'm saying? All that shit is a problem. You know what I'm saying? And, and it really ain't enough being done on that end because the parents getting younger and younger and everybody want to be cool with their kids. So I'm like, I'm not trying to be cool with my fucking child. Like, you're my child. I'm your father. Right, just to, to speak to Once I try mean. to be your friend, then the respect thing kind of gets lost. You know what I'm saying? To, That's why I say this: how you carry yourself. To speak to what you were saying about, um, you know, people our age and us dressing like, you know, the kids dress or whatever. I just feel like it. it you like a thousand percent correct on that, man. I don't. I don't see no thirty or forty year olds dressing. As if they're like thirty or forty, but like, what does that look like now? You know what I mean? Because I really don't know what it, that looks like. Is that like a polo shirt and some jeans? And you know, I, it, it's really no look. You know what I'm saying? Because because everybody dressed like how everybody dressed. You know what I'm saying? From like exactly. from like age twelve to fucking fifty to sixty years old now. Like, and, I. No, you go for it because that's, that's just what I see nowadays. Though they don't say I, I, I don't see you like even like me. Like I try to buy like shit like that, but it's like, uh, 
Do I, you know what I'm saying? Do I really want to wear it? And you know what I'm saying? Do I really want to wear it? You know what I'm saying? Because I only wear shit like that when I'm going to like casual places, though. I'm not wearing that to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wearing that to, you know, uh, my nieces or nephews basketball game. You know what I'm saying? I'm dressing, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm dressing way more, you know, nigga, like a, like, you know, like a nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? A hoodie, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I just right. feel like it's a different look now that I don't know what a 30 or 40 year old supposed to dress like, honestly. And, and, and to be honest, you know, as far as our generation, I wouldn't say that that's our fault. Because we didn't have that in the generation before us. They still did the same shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in their 30s, they were still dressing, like, in their 20s. And I get it. Because, you know, when you're in your 30s, you're still not old. You know what I'm saying? So, I've been thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to have a new wardrobe next week is what I'm saying. But I definitely feel like as you get older, because I, I already feel like this right here. I feel like I just want to dress comfortable. Like, I still throw on some shit here and there, but the first thing that come to mind for me is being comfortable. And I feel like that's when you start hitting more of your casual phase. You know what I'm saying? Little two buttons at the top, short sleeve. You know what I'm saying? No jeans, no sweats, just some, some khaki type or, you know, docker type. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's, I mean, well, nowadays we got our joggers and shit, which is still, like, dressing down to a point. But I feel like, you know, really sweatpants is a big thing for our generation. You know what I'm saying? Because they just so fucking comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we figured that part out, man. Baggy jeans is cool, but ain't nothing like some sweatpants I can just slide on, tie the string or nighttime, throw some hoop shorts under if it's real cold. Nigga, that's the ultimate. That's the <laughs> ultimate facts. outerwear, nigga. I've you know what I'm saying? Comfort, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's comfort with like, you know, swag. Exactly, you know like some. You're right. You you know some shit that niggas wear. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and right. even like you know to think about that, like nigga, our rappers nowadays are thirty plus. You know what I'm saying? They dress like the younger or the younger generation dress like them. I don't know if they, you know, the younger generation dressing like older people or we dressing like the younger people. I can't tell which is which, but when we were coming up, nigga, the rappers were 20 years old, you know what I'm saying? But most of the rappers now, like the, especially the popular ones, most of them 30, 40 years, future dressed like the young niggas. Like Quavo, you know, he got a grill. He got all this ice. Like, they dress like the young niggas. Like, they got hella jewelry, jewelry and shit. They're not really old yet, though. That's why I said, like, like, where we at, we kind of in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I feel like 40 is that next landmark to the where we... The is 40, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nigga... I mean, he probably just turned 40, though. Right. He ain't like nothing crazy. But, but uh, I mean, it's like an exception for them because of the, the their lifestyle and careers. You know what I'm saying? They rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they... It's a part of, it's a part of their business to where it was hot. And the way it was popping, so kids can go buy what they were because it's all you know a part of the game now. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like you said, I feel like I feel like we have older guys, you know that you know are switching their wardrobe up a little bit. I just feel like we have more guys who dress down all the time. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know it's just you know it's just a growing up thing, and I feel like. 
I feel like we be trying to understand and get right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when I look back and I look at how we was raised as far as our generation, we didn't learn, a, we didn't, we didn't have these thoughts in our mind as we was getting older. I mean, getting older. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't had nobody, like, teaching us about this part. Like, it's so much to be talked about and taught. Like, we, we so visual that we looking to see what people got and how they doing it, but we not talking. So we not getting a full grasp as to why. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's all new for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was just thinking the other day, and this is way off topic, but it's like when you was uh, talking about uh, what it takes to be a good man on a, a couple episodes ago, and I started describing like like a good man slash good father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's like it ain't no blueprint for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not a blueprint on what a man is and what a father is. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're, you're learning as you go, and what you don't got, you got to pick up on and add that to your arsenal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like we we finally at the generation where since, since uh, society has shifted, we at the forefront because, you know, we the oldest right now. You know what I'm saying? By the time the next 10-year-olds get up, it's going to be shifted again, and they're going to be at the forefront of what that man for that society needs to look like. You know what I'm saying? I'll see what y'all got you. I'm following Because for this society, I feel like we lead, and that's what I mean, for how society is today, we at the forefront, and we figuring out how to be this for this society. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that that, that shit is, is, is all new and different, man. I just just think, you know, Going back to the teacher shit, man, you know, we just need to grow up, you know what I'm saying, a little bit more, you know what I'm saying, uh, have some professionalism and, you know, you know, do things as adults should do in different moments, you know what I'm saying? I can agree so, with yeah, you. Just, Frank Shredamus, man, on the one. Shit one like that, man, man, trying to get a word, trying to get a word. I, I agree but, with uh, you, man, for sure, man. We, we do have to, you know set the standard for a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? And we got to start now, you know what I mean? This generation, like I said, we we are the leaders of this generation. People our age within like five years or whatever. Because like you said, we we, we got to be different, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, we didn't see that shit when we was coming up. So we got to set that standard now. Exactly. And like you said, everybody's still learning. We don't know what that looks like, though. We gotta make make, exactly. make a standard a standard though. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Well, you go ahead and do that, my Yeah. Boy. Yeah, no, we gotta make a standard a standard, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, we 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 finna switch gears real quick and get to this next topic because being that we're in the podcast world, man, we notice each and everything that goes on because we pay attention to the demographics and other podcasts and what's going on, man. And I noticed, and you noticed, that a standard changed within, what, the last month at the Breakfast Club? Man, you want to elaborate on what that change was, my man? I feel like it's probably been a little longer than that, maybe two, yeah. two three months. It's been about two, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we talking about, you know, the exit of Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club. You know, it was three of them. It was Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. 
And now the Breakfast Club is just the two of them with uh, you know, a rotating uh co guest, whatever yes. you know what I'm saying, or whatever they want to call it. And I was talking to Frankie the other day and I was telling him how dry and boring <laughs> the Breakfast Club is without Angelie. And I never would have thought that the shit I never thought that she was that important to the show. Cause I come, you know, to find myself listening to her new shit and not listening to the Breakfast Club. So when I go back and try to listen to the Breakfast Club, I'm like, man, this shit is boring, man. Like, why do I like Angela Yee shit more than I like they shit? But now I'm just starting to realize how 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 important Angela Yee voice was and her questioning how she put her shit together. Like she was really important to Breakfast Club, man. And and I think the Breakfast Club is like not going to be around for too much longer. You know what I'm saying? But how do you feel about Angela Yee's exit? Do you think that they're better off without her? Do you think she's better off without them? What do you think about this whole situation between the Breakfast Club? Because we were talking about the Joe Budden podcast, and we kind of had the same sentiment. Because I feel like Joe Budden probably can put anybody up there and the shit's going to be entertaining. And at first, I thought Maul and Rory was like, you know, important voices on that podcast. And I even stopped listening to Joe Budden shit for a little while. But it, they really not. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't listen to <laughs> Rory and Maul. I listen to their first five, six episodes and I stopped listening to them. Like, them niggas just don't have any entertainment value. They don't have, like, they're just not interesting dudes. Joe Budden is the, you know, interesting guy. So whoever he has around yeah. him, he's going to bring that out of them. You know what I'm saying? And I think that Joe has that. And I'm starting to believe that about Angela, man. I'm, and I might think other people start to believe that too, man. Because like I said, the Breakfast Club has been getting a lot of bad reviews lately. But how do you feel, man? Okay, I'm going to be honest. I ain't watched The Breakfast Club way before Angela Yee left. I just, I'll probably start watching The Breakfast Club around the time I stopped watching Nah, it's it's probably been a couple years since I've stopped watching The Breakfast Club consistently. Probably longer than that, you know what I'm saying? Because it just feel like the it, you know it ran its course. You know they started becoming you know they became too big for what they once were. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Once they you know got with the radio syndication and they got all i hearted out, it just changed the dynamic of the show because. Charlemagne didn't want to be Charlemagne no more. You know what I'm saying? Charlemagne was the reason we watched The Breakfast Club and keep it real. He said all the bullshit. He said some shit niggas wanted to hear. But I feel like more importantly, he used to ask, he used to ask real hip hop questions. You know what I'm saying? Shit that niggas really cared and wanted to hear. I feel like once that dynamic changed, that's what really shifted it for me. But as far as the new dynamic and what's been going on, Honestly, I feel like Angela Yee been wanting to leave ever since Charlemagne did the interview with Gucci and he called her a bitch and she wanted him to stand up for him. I just feel like it has been an unwavering friction since that moment. And Angela Yee was just waiting for a contract to be up. That's what I think that, that all of this shit was about. It all stemmed back from that because, I mean, you know, I understand why she felt the way. Charlemagne made a point a while ago as like, man, y'all let people talk about me all the time and you want me to jump up and defend yada da. I understand it. I understood his point in that a little bit too, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so one but man, I just, he was being mad. Exactly. Man, like, yeah, aggressively you disrespectful. Kind of you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Uh, you supposed to step in. No matter if you and cool with something. the woman. Like, even if you don't know the woman, you got to be like, come on, man. It's a, it's a lady, man. You ain't got to. You know what I'm saying? He's talking to her like just she was a nigga on the street type shit. You know what I mean? Just don't even drop the interview. You know what I'm saying? If if you're not going to say nothing and you knew that that's what you was going to do, just don't drop the interview. Whatever in your control to, you know, stand up for Angela, you, you ain't want to do it. And I feel like she's been trying to leave the show ever since. Now, I ain't seen Angela Yee show on her own, but I always watch lip service. Now, everybody don't take a liking to it, man or a woman. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's, a, I think it's an interesting show in the sense of I feel like when you talk about women podcasts, I feel like that was like to me the first popular one on the scene. Maybe not as popular like other podcasts, but I mean as far as all women go. You know what I'm saying? They had their own niche. They still do it. It's a decent show. So to hear you say that Angela Yee's show is better than The Breakfast Club, I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? Angela Yee is actually a good interviewer. You know what I'm saying? Like she asks good questions. I just feel like on the Breakfast Club they minimized her to the gossip girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they did. That's so she wasn't yeah, she wasn't being like the full, you know what I'm saying, that she could be. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now she can, you know, have her love relationship gossip side and still give a good interview, which it sounds like is what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just you know what I'm saying? She getting the tea, but she also, you know, showing that look, I ain't stupid. I know how to interview. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I, I think uh I think it's time for the Breakfast Club reign to end. Um I just feel like, you know, um at that point in time it seemed like Charlemagne was doing so much on his own. And I feel like they all started doing stuff on their own that it took away from what the Breakfast Club was. And I just don't feel like they can get that magic back. I don't think it lies in another co-host. I think it lies in them just loving to, you know, do what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? Once they can start getting other businesses, writing books, getting the Illuminati and all this other shit, you know what I'm saying? They can stop asking the shit that people wanted to hear. That's what I'm you saying. saying? Once so, they start getting on relationships with all the, everybody in the industry, like they feel like they can't. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, damage those relationships, so they don't ask the the tough questions that they used to. Especially yeah. Charlemagne, like he definitely, like you know, stepped all the way back. And I don't even like listening to him no more, man. Honestly, man, like he's the type of dude that start getting annoying after a while now that he doesn't like have. I don't want to say that. antics, but you know, okay, him being extremely authentic. I don't feel like he's authentic all the time. I feel like he try to be somebody that he's trying to be. You know what I'm saying? I feel you know. You got you got the niggas who gonna. I I, I look at Charlemagne like a Steve Harvey type nigga, like because behind the scenes. It's a lot of niggas that get Charlemagne praise and that, you know, he didn't help me out, put me in this room, do good work, yada, da. But he be doing some cool and shit. You know what I'm he saying? Definitely do. Or he'll just do some shit that, you know, just way off base. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, he kind of got that aspect to him and like in the Steve Harvey. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just, and he likes Steve Harvey. He look up to him or whatever. I 
feel like I remember hearing him say that. And I like you say, man, I just feel like, you know, he he just didn't got way too far beyond who Charlemagne used to be. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying you gotta be immature and, you know, you know, do all the shit you used to do, but just being, you know, edgy and, you know, really caring about, you know what I'm saying? Like it's be interviews I used to watch and you can tell that you know, he wanted to interview the person because he was a fan of him. And right. when he said this on this, like, he don't got that energy to him no more. Like, it's just business now. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, I just feel like, you know, DJ Envy ain't never do shit. He was just DJ Envy. You know what I'm saying? He's just more popular than the other two to the rest of the world, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, it's, it's the Breakfast Club run, you know, it had a good run, though. It's, it's about over now, though, man. And they, they ain't got what? Fifteen years probably out of this. They didn't got a well, bag out of 15. you know what I'm saying? And they got other yeah, everybody like got you paid. Said, you know, it, it, it definitely, you know they probably got a they probably gonna be on air for a little bit longer though. They signed a nice little contract. But nah, that's a fact. This is gonna be their last contract, I'm willing to guarantee that. I see why DJ Avery was ready to lock in. They probably gave him a crazy gave him a crazy bag. Angela Lee, he like, yeah. fuck it, man. I'm gonna go do my own. And I like, like I said, I like her shit, man. You know, she uh, she is interviewing a lot of people, and the interviews are dope. I can't believe you ain't seen none of the clips. A lot of them kind of going viral because she she asked the questions. I feel like she she asked questions that she probably couldn't ask on the Breakfast Club, and I think that's dope. You know what I'm saying? She's getting people to open yeah. up a little bit more. You can see more of them. You get get to see more of her personality because she's like one-on-one and she's like having a conversation-type interview with them. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of dope. I like that for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Is it just her on the show or is it another girl with her? She might have somebody every now and again, but for the most part, I only see her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But it's, I think she got, matter of fact, might be another person, but they don't talk as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know I had listened to something that was playing on the radio and I had heard her voice and I had heard uh one of the another chick that was on there with her. I know she'd be on lip service from time to time with her. And I think she's kinda like a radio personality like in another city somewhere or whatever. She ain't unfamiliar, I just can't think of who she is. But yeah, man, I man, all the best to Angela Yee, man. We we've been watching her on her journey. You know what I'm saying? The Breakfast Club, you know, the run over. But it was a good run. I ain't knocking it. You know, I feel like the last thing I listened to with the Breakfast Club was a couple of donkey other days, but they don't even catch me no more. You know what I'm saying? He don't so, do that shit no more. Not that I he don't do it no more? I ain't seen one. Oh, ah, okay. Wow, they usually pop up on YouTube and shit. That's what I'm saying. That that used to kind of be a little new segment because it had like three different things he giving donkeys for, and you could see what's going on. But it's you know it's you know it was a good run. You know it's about time for him to bow out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I feel like this would be like even though they they are, they technically a radio show, I feel like we've always looked at them like a podcast because of YouTube. And I feel like, you know, this probably going to be, like, the first one that we see an ending that was a big deal. Like, you know, we're going to look up 10 years from now once they probably stop and think, like, damn, y'all remember the Breakfast Club? You don't remember the Breakfast Club? No, that's somebody like, was, uh, wild to think about. Joe Budden was telling them to go in the podcast lane, like, probably six, seven years ago. And they like, no, man, we syndicated. You know what I'm saying? We about to be syndicated, da-da-da-da. 
He like, man, this radio shit dying out. They like, how can radio die out? Like we we heard in all these different you know countries da 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 da. da. But it seems to be that way, man. It seems like more people are shifting to the podcast, man, more so than radio. And, and yeah. you know, that's why Joe is at the top of the, you know, his craft. He, he foresaw that shit a long time ago, you know what I mean? Before niggas was even talking about it. When you, when you listen to Joe's show, though, Joe really runs a radio show. It's just the podcast, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when I say radio show, I just mean, like, if I was in the car and I put on Joe's podcast, how he starts his show for like a radio show. He come in with music. He got a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? And and then they kind of, you know, talk a little bit and they get right into it. But I feel like it, it feels like a talk radio show or whatever podcast, whatever the technical definition is to it. I just feel like it feels more like that because he incorporates music. You know what I'm saying? So. It's 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 kind of funny he said that you know what I'm saying but yeah they should have listened though man they should have and Charlemagne knew that because he had his own podcast with the brilliant idiot so he knew what was going on I, like I just feel like it was just the money you know what I'm saying the syndication I mean, like he said that's the brilliant idiots one catch like that though Joe been blowing niggas out of the water man like. The brilliant idiots when doing I, no numbers, man. And for Charlemagne and you know Andrew Yotes, I actually liked the podcast for like maybe the first season, like the first ten episodes. And then they start bringing other white dudes, and they was getting real yeah, close nah. to saying racist shit. And he was saying, "No, that ain't racist." I, and I, I stopped liking it, man. You know, a lot of people did. You know what I'm saying? It went from a hundred, two hundred thousand views to like ten to twenty real quick. Yeah. I, I I just didn't like the show to do. I just wanted Charlamagne to do it with another black dude or somebody else that was cooler than Schultz. I just feel like Schultz is <coughs> prejudiced, whatever fuck racist. I don't know, technically. Yeah, he borderline. I just feel like he, he be straddling that line too much for me. Like, I don't even feel like having to decipher that shit when I hear a motherfucker. So. Yeah, me, yeah. It sound too close, nigga. You, you, you with it. He's yeah. a smart dude, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Other than, you know. And it's only black people that he always says some some real borderline shit about. It's never any other race. You know what I'm saying? And like you I know, said, Charlemagne let him get away with a lot. Let him get away with a lot of that shit. That's another reason why I just I don't think he's letting him get away. I, I think that's that's who Charlemagne is now. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, Chris when you Rock. finally hear about Chris Rock, yeah, letting white niggas say. I just think that's who he is now. We just. We assume that he's like this because he you talk like that sometime or do this. Like, nah, I don't think that's him. I think when he's around, you know, the white guys and they talk and come, he's trying to find a joke in it or trying to find some type of rationalization to it instead of taking it for what the fuck it is. Or he's just so deep in it now, he don't care. But yeah, I just, I never really liked the shows, dude. But the, that podcast popped off before everybody really popped off. And I don't mean like, he was like, he took off. I just mean that you knew about it first, though. You know what I'm saying? Before Drink Champs and JBP, yeah, brilliant like idiots. you at least heard of the Brilliant Idiots first because of Charlemagne. You know what I'm saying? At first, like you said, the content was cool, and it just it just got it just got to be too much. But uh, yeah, man. Like I say, man, Breakfast Club over. Angela Yee. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to keep 
We're gonna be spending more time on it right here, man. We need to go to that, that topic real quick, man. You know, I want to speak on the hold on. We can we can make this the last topic because I'm getting sleepy. I ain't gonna lie, but I want to talk about <laughs> the uh, the whole podcast shit. Why Joe Budden shit is so tight, man, and why everybody else shit is kind of dying out. I just feel like I don't think interview format will ever die out. But I don't. I just think it's so many people that's doing it now, where it's just not as entertaining. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's what's more entertaining now is like what Angela Yee do with the lip service. Like have one of these entertainers and ask them questions, but make them a part of the episode and not make them the episode. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I feel like no, I get what you're More of that is going to start happening. Because it's way too many people that's interviewing these people, asking them the same shit. Every time something pop off, this nigga going to do six interviews with six different people that got 20 of the same questions that we heard already. You know what I'm saying? It's, exactly. it's, it's like it's watered down now. I just feel like the people that can get these people, like, you know, Quavos and, and Future, and you get to see their personality and actually have a conversation. It's kind of like what Mad Papa do. Like, these niggas, like, you can tell, like, these people that he have his guests is spotlighted. But it's people in the in the uh, barbershop that's actually, you know, they ain't really having a conversation. They talking about the topic more so. But I feel like it's more entertaining to hear from more people than just asking questions and getting a response and asking a question and getting a response. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like yeah, Joe Budden I- does that so perfectly. Like, they just really having conversations. And if a topic is there, like... Like you said, like they'll talk about the topic, then they might get off the topic, then go back to the topic. You know what I'm saying? Type of shit. Like he got that shit so right. perfect, perfect now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a lot of people are gonna try to start doing that shit now, and it's not easy to do. Like, that's a fact. Nah, it's not, man. And that's what separates Joe from the rest. Like Joe just does. Joe just does a lot of things that are good, but it's like detailed things. Like if you're not paying attention, like you don't even realize because it's just talking. You know what I'm saying? But the setups, the transitions, like, all of that shit be flawless, bro. Like, flawless. Like, that that shit is not easy to do. And like you said about the interview format, I think what we finally realizing about interviews is that we don't want to learn about the person like a job application we want to learn how the person thinks. And yeah, I think that's what makes math. Yeah, that's what makes math half shit successful because, yeah, we're going to ask, you know, all right, how did you start, yada, da, But then you're going to ask, you know, so what you think about religion? And that simple question right there is something you can ask every guest without it getting old because everybody going to have a different answer. That's a fact. I mean, and that's nigga can of... just say I'm a Christian, but I mean, nigga going to break down how he feel like he a Christian or what he believe or a Muslim or I don't believe in God. It's always going to be that question that's going to provoke a different answer from anybody bring. And that's the you type of shit what we talked about? about three years ago, though. Like We, we foresaw this shit. We like, nigga, we got celebrities on here. We ain't going to interview them, nigga. They going to be Part of the episode, we gonna they gonna, exactly. we gonna have our topics and we gonna get their opinions on our topics. Nigga. And I feel like that's, feel like that's where it's going now. I feel like that that's that's what make your shit stand the test of time when you really sit down and figure out how you want to do it. 
Because you got so many people that, like Joe, Joe Button is always saying this, you got so many people trying to get in the podcast space, but not willing to put the work and the time in to do the shit right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, one of those things is figuring out who your podcast is. Like, the Joe Button podcast is Joe Button. You know what I'm saying? It's people around him to accentuate his ideas, whether good or bad, thoughts and opinions. It's not really about everybody on the show. It's just when you add people to the show, it makes hearing his opinion that much more digestible. That's a fact. It ain't that you agree with it. You can disagree, but it just makes hearing him better. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's called the Joe button. That's why I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then you got million dollars worth the game. You know what I'm saying? Now, and they for the most part, I never... down real quick because they, all they do is interviews. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, Yeah, that's a fact. And they, they were funny and shit at first, but you realize, like, it ain't really, like, interesting shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's like the society we live in. It's highlights and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do it for, like, just to put a four or five clips out on that episode. It's not about the entire episode, if that makes sense. They want to get those highlights from the episode. They want to put the little... 60 seconds out when he said this or 60. But when you listen to the the episode entirety, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not good. Like, it's it's it's, it's not good. You know what I'm saying? And, and I fucked with Gillian Wallow when they first dropped because them niggas is just funny as shit. You know what I'm saying? They just some funny That's ass niggas. But like I said, the whole interview format shit is like, it's dying out. It's slowly dying before us and people not even realizing it because Every podcast we talking about drink champs, like of course we gonna want to see you know right. our legends, and I'm talking about shit in the past, but even that I'm not checking for a lot of these people. Like if you know, like if uh, I can't think of an artist right now, but I wouldn't check for the interview like on million dollars worth of game or drink champs unless it's somebody that I'm really like Cameron, like you said, or you know, uh, fucking. Freddie Gibb, like it got to be somebody that I'm really interested in to want to watch that episode. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you. No, I get exactly what you're saying, but I just wanna, I wanna, you know, defend, you know, the other podcast real quick. I don't know what it is, but I noticed for some reason it it ain't that the platforms interview better than each other. But the artists interview better with different platforms, if that makes sense. That's why that's the only reason why Drink Champs a million dollars worth of game and academics platforms like that can make it's it's a I can listen to D I can listen to a certain artist on academics platform and it'll be way better than if he went to anywhere else. I like academics. Academics is good at what he do. I feel like you taking away from them by saying that. No, 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 no. I, I, more so than I ain't mean it like. But I ain't mean it like that. I just meant in a sense of when I look at Million Dollars Worth of Game. I find that most of the street rappers feel more comfortable coming to Gillian Wallow when they want to talk about something like that. Same little Dirk interview on the Breakfast Club is going to be a lot quieter than when he on Million Dollars Worth of Game. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's their niche in this shit. Their niche is having a post for the streets. You know what I'm saying? 
like Adrian Broner was on Million Dollars Worth of Game. I ain't gonna lie, I agree with you because for the most part, I find myself changing the podcast on listening to Million Dollars Worth of Game because it's not really interesting. But that was an interesting interview right there. You know what I'm saying? There's certain interviews that they do that can't nobody do it like them because the people who come to their shit want to be on their shit and want to talk to them about it. Right. That'd be the thing that'd be making oh, a difference. Like, the thing with Matt Hoffa podcast is, to me, he has more people that want to come to his show because he has that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be hit or miss with Nori now because now nah, everybody don't want to feel like I'm about to, I ain't about to drink and embarrass myself. Right. Like we're going to have fun, but I'm not about to do all this extra shit. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, even that has kind of, you know, drink champs has changed a little bit, but I feel like each platform got their own thing, even though they all interview, but they have their own thing that, 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 that makes certain interviews better from the same artists. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I'll be noticing. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I feel like. That's why I feel like each one of them kind of got their own niche to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I say, Mav Hoffa, we see what he do. We see how he makes regular conversation an interview. He does it really well. Drink Champs, um, they, they just, they really just got the notoriety at this point. I don't like the way Nori interview. I don't like how he cut people off. Like, he be taken away from stories sometimes to be pissing me off. You know what I'm saying? But it still feels like a fun interview, though. You know what I'm saying? The energy, you know, you got people cheering in the background. You want to see what niggas going to think about this artist or that artist and uh, hear some stories. That, I ain't checked out an episode of Million Dollars Worth Again or Drink Champs in, like, months, my nigga. Like, I'm not even going to hold That's you. That's crazy. Like, I just don't be caring about the people they have on it. Like, Adrian, bro, I don't care about that nigga. Like, I don't care what he got to say. I got, I know he coming back and shit, but it's just <laughs> I don't be caring about these people's lives like that. Like, I want to – that's why I fuck with Mav Hoffa. Like, because there's certain shit about Derrick Rose, I feel like when they ask him a question, it's not they asking him a question directly because – all of them going to respond to that question. Like, I used to do this and that. You did that? You know what I'm saying? It's different than right. them directly asking you a question and waiting for a response. It's more like a conversation. And I like that way more than, you know, even Drink Champs because maybe, like I said, I got to be somebody that I really want to hear some stories that I really want to hear about on Drink Champs. And that loud shit be pissing me off. Like, I'm I be having that shit in my AirPods, nigga, and, and ah, let me hear you going around again. Like, I don't be want to hear that shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I don't be in the mood to for my shit to go up and down like that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And it does. Like that shit's annoying sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if they're gonna be around as long. Joe gonna be around for as long as he wants to. Like he building the platform. Like and he gonna teach somebody how to do what he's doing. Like he he know what he's doing. I don't know if yeah. million dollars worth a game, maybe five more years. Drink champs probably the same before he gets somebody else ho- hosting drink champs and it's something different. Because Diddy, you know, he own that shit, so he gonna get somebody. Because like you said, Nori is not good, man. Like he never learned how to chill out. Maybe it's the liquor, you know what I'm saying? And maybe he's just like so geeked about some of these stories because he be he that nigga got ADD. That's what I'm saying. He be geeked <laughs> as hell. You know what I'm saying? But it's like sometimes even you know 
Wallow and Gilly is annoying because when Wallow get to talking, it's like, Wallow, you sound the same, like, all the time, man. Like, I know you've been to prison and, you know, these on Like, I get it, man. Like, but <laughs> the fact that you ain't talking about more is like, y'all talk about the same shit. Like, I heard it, like. Your response is gonna be the exact same from the same from the last hood, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not new and fresh. Joe shit is new yeah. and fresh. My nigga, even like uh, Mav shit is new and fresh. Like Derrick Rose, like that's I was a fresh episode. We heard Derrick Rose what he was saying, but we also heard the other niggas takes in the in the barbershop from a different you right. know, from a different side of the world. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it's more of a, a conversation. It's just, you know, question and answer. Okay, I got you. Because uh, I'm going to be honest real quick. I didn't, I don't know if I intentionally went to the episode or it just came up. But sometimes, sometimes you hear the interview that you didn't know you needed to hear. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense a little bit. Like, you hear something that you didn't know you needed to hear until you heard it. And when I heard the Adrian Broner interview, it ain't that I was interested. I, I didn't care about his comeback neither. I ain't even – I was just interested in what happened to him because the thing that was always in my mind about Adrian Broner is that he was always looked at to be the next big thing, like such a promising new boxer. Mm-hmm. So after seeing the Pacquiao fight and see how bad he's been doing, I'm like – why did he not do better? Like, what did I miss? So it, that was in my head, but nothing about what's going on with him now. You know what I'm saying? I would have just clicked on it because I'm not like a big Adrian Broner guy, but, you know, still though, you know what I'm saying? But when I listened to it, I realized this was something that I needed needed to hear from an interview aspect, not to get to know anything about him, but just because we in this lane of podcasting and they did a good job with him. You know what I'm saying? They did a good job interviewing him. I think a part of that goes into, you know, Gilly actually knowing, you know, something about Adrian Broner when he was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Before he was boxing, but it was just a good interview. But one thing I don't like about me and dollars of the game in particular is how they have an interview and they had this shit called business spotlight in the middle of the interview. And then just go back to the interview. Like that didn't happen. And it takes away from the interview because these niggas will go. The, I think it's dope and how they the idea of it, but how it actually sounds, it doesn't sound good at all. You know what I'm saying? It throws me off from the interview because I'm I'm 45 minutes in, and it ain't like it go blank for a commercial, and it just go right into another kind of interview for a business. I'm like, I don't, I want to, I really don't want to hear this shit right now. You know what I'm saying? And and and, uh, and as far as drink champs, exactly. As far as drink champs, even though you know it's a lot of things I don't like, it's things that I do like, and I feel like I feel like drink champs is probably gonna be here for a while. Million dollars worth of game, I can't see that falling off because I feel like they level is only with the current artists of today. I don't feel like they. I don't feel like they can just get on the mic and do what Joe do and just talk about topics. Like, I don't see that from them. You know what I'm saying? And they should have. So I feel like. Uh, Gilly and Wallow interesting niggas. They should have started that. They they funny-ass niggas, though. Yeah, they they, are, funny. they really are funny. They some funny-ass niggas, though. I'm not going to lie. 
But I feel like, man, once they got the deal, once they realized they was trying to do this shit to get money out of it, it changed the dynamic of the show. Like, I feel like when they first started, it was just funny and entertaining. Then everything going forward was a hustle to get to the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, we can add this. We can we can do an ad for that. So our professionalism, do da 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 Because I feel like more of the structure and all of that come from Wallow. Because Wallow know he want to get the bag. I've been in jail, yada, da Gilly know he want to get the bag, but he just know he a funny, interesting nigga. And he know about a lot of niggas in the game. You know what I'm saying? So I can see where that come together, but... You know, it don't necessarily make for the best quality, though, when you're talking about this podcast that's, shit. That's what I'm saying. saying. We should, you know, they should have <laughs> had more conversation, like, po- more conversation like podcasts, because we could have got more of their personality, because both of them niggas funny as hell. Like, when they tell no, stories and shit, you know what I'm saying? This, I'm thinking about the shit when that nigga, <laughs> what's his name? That nigga Gilly and shit. He funny as hell, though. <laughs> No that ass nigga. He's like, when I was on the block, nigga, niggas ran. <laughs> nigga, while I was like, nigga, where the fuck was I at, nigga? When you came on the block, nigga stayed the fuck. Right. There, <laughs> he said, stop playing, man. Stop playing. <laughs> but before that, that nigga said it's like he did. He nigga. said one of his lyrics in the song, nigga, I got that iron steel. That shit was just funny. They they naturally <laughs> funny, so we should if they did more of that, uh, yeah. I feel like it would pop more because they just some funny ass niggas, man. Like you would get more of their personalities and more oh, of they more of their story as well. Because like, I I'm, I know a, a little bit about that nigga Wallow, but I don't know a lot. I know a little bit about Gilly, but I don't know a lot. Wallow got a lot right. a lot more jail stories he can be telling, nigga. If he, they was having conversations, he would be able to do that. And the same with Gilly, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, we we hear little bits in there, but if y'all was having topics, you know, about, you know, kids and shit, y'all maybe talk about a situation where you were a kid, and it'd be some interesting shit, and we'd get to know them a little better. But I just feel like that ain't happening with that platform. That's why I don't think that shit gonna be around. And you say Drink Champs. Like, I don't think Nori being a host is gonna be. Like I said, I think Drink Champs gonna be around for a while. I just don't think Nori's gonna be the host in five years. I. I, I I can't see that happening. And even though, because I, I did want to go back and just correct you a little bit, because Noria F and they actually own Drink Champs. They just put Drink Champs on Revolt. So oh, then he okay. can't fire them and nothing like that. Okay, I guess. But, but I, I, I could see... I could see a future of the Drink Champs brand still going on with without them being on it. I could see that happening. I don't know if that'll be soon, but I don't see nothing happening happening to Drink Champs because of you still need kind of like a niche podcast. Like Joe's podcast is some of everything, but it's not one thing. You know what I'm saying? And even though he has people to come on the interviews, you mainly getting just good talk on a day to day basis. But with Drink Champs being full of what what makes it a little bit different from being an interview is the storytelling because he get people to tell some good stories sometimes. And for me, this hip hop shit is a story. So sometimes you finally get the loose end to a story that you never thought you would hear. And I feel like I normally get that from Drink Champs. You know what I'm saying? And um, with with him expanding and getting to, like, the even older legends, like him getting uh, George Clinton and Patti LaBelle and the Isley Brothers, he just really expanded his range because you got the legends of hip-hop 
And then you got legends and, you know, the 80s R&B that you could keep tapping into that we didn't even think that we, we didn't even know we wanted to know about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine Earth, Wind, and Fire popping on that. And it's like, ah, I'll probably pass on that. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll watch but you then, keep sweating if you keep sweating. Probably got some stories, boy. That nigga been doing that's what I'm saying. time. Boy. But, like, just like, for instance, the George Clinton interview. Like, I know I wanted to listen to it, but I feel like if you don't know who George Clinton is and you listen, you would hear some shit that you didn't know that you wanted to hear about even just how rap started. Not like not saying George Clinton started rap, but you know, if you if you listen to the interview, you'll see like he went too far from it. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh how the sound of it developed, man. It, it, I don't know, man, it's just a lot of shit that I feel like comes out of Dream Champs that's interesting. But I feel like it's more of a staple than it is something that's gonna be like million dollars or academics, you know what I'm saying? Dream Champs kinda got now I think act gonna be around for a long time. Because I feel like he can do, like you said, whatever he wants to. He can do the interview. He can do the conversation shit. Act, he got his own platform, too. So I think he going to be around for a long time. And he be getting juicy information. For, and niggas like, like know, that nigga talk, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's my only thing with Act. And maybe it's because I am older. But I like to look at Act like he a little bit younger than us. He ain't young. But I feel like he got a post on the younger people. But honestly, if he's not interviewing, I really don't like it. Listen to Act. All that rant shit. If it, if only time I've ever watched Academics uh, when it ain't an interview is if he's talking about something and that I don't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not like Joe, where it's like, let me see what Act talking about today. Like, nah, he don't. He don't do that for me. But maybe for the people that, you know, like the younger audience, the Twitch audience, the people who've been following him since Chirac, maybe they do it for Because he takes too long to get to the point for me. He draws shit out too far. And that shit bothers me. And and that's why I feel like, you know, that's kind of like my my take with with Ak or whatever. But uh, he does do some good interviews, though. I give him that. I fuck with Ak, though. I I listen to some of his rants, too. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what he's ranting about. But we can go ahead and end it right there, man. This was a good episode. We only did the two topics, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Good uh, niggas, the podcast so, world. Like, sorry we ain't drop on y'all last week, man. Do we? Or did we miss a week? Yeah. We missed last week, but we just dropped one today on y'all here. Yeah, and we're going to put it out there for y'all tomorrow. And then shit, we'll have one the next week for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big facts, big facts, man. You got any shout outs? Oh, man. Uh, man, shout out, shout out. Man, I probably should, man, but I can't. I don't know, man. Shout out my nigga Tom T, man. Speedy recovery, you know what I'm saying? Everything back in order. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Time, man. About to make some big moves. Big year for him, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey uh, man. Hey, shout out to my nigga. Uh, I know I get this nigga shout out all the time, but my nigga... Still canon, man. He dropped some pictures on on the internet that that he took in Gary, man. And he took some pictures of of Concord, you know what I'm saying? My hood, CCA, CCV stand up one time, you know what I'm saying? And that shit Uh just bring back mad memories, man. You know, just that nigga mad photogenic that is just perfectly aligned pictures of, like, my hood. And they just like, damn. I missed that block, man. It's 19, 17, 16, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? That's the pavilion. Yeah. That's the court, you know what I'm saying? That's the, you know what I mean? Like, 
It just made right. me want to go to Gary and just walk the block a few times type shit. You know what I'm saying? Even like the other pictures he took. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him for doing that one time. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he did that shit for free, but it, it's dope to see. You know what I'm saying? No, that's a fact, man. Fact. We, we, you know, we keep talking about it, but I guess we need to just come out and say it, man. It, it's it's good to 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 uh, go back and you know see some stuff in the crib you ain't seen in a while, man. Just to remind you, man. Just to you know. Facts. You know, show you where you came from and where, where you headed type shit. You know what I'm saying? I always felt like I wrote some of my best shit when I was back at the crib. And I understand why. Like, I, I just feel like I could see the vision better. You know what I'm saying? Nigga was broken in the motherfucker, but I could see. <laughs> right. I could see what I was going to put that shit down on wax, man. I could see the stories better. I ain't going to shout, man. Your last project is probably the best shit you dropped. Like ever, you know what I'm oh. saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna cap, you know what I'm saying? Our <laughs> nigga definitely got better with the wordplay. That, but that last project, that, that that's it. You know what I'm saying? The project with it, you it, and Tom and and that shit that you wrote that you ain't released yet that you let me hear that. That's that's your best work right there. You know okay, I got you. I got you. I feel you on that. I feel you, you know on that. I'm just maturing, man. Right. I'm just maturing. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, man. Uh, in the meantime, they gonna get this podcast, though. Man, we get this neighborhood spit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to us. You know what I'm saying? Facts, Shout man. out. Let's talk T. I know. Uh, I ain't seen a new episode. Oh yeah, man. Shout oh, out to just, my, shout out to yeah. my nigga Trey, man. Rest in paradise. You know what I'm saying? To his OG and shit, man. Oh you know yeah, where uh, my condolences. You know what I'm saying? So my condolences. Shout um, out to my yeah. Nigga, that's 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 always a tough one right there. You know what I'm saying? Big facts, man. Big facts. Shout out to Trey, man. Um, shout out Gary, man. Shout out to everybody from the G, man. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. All of that. I love all y'all, man. Like I said, my nigga Bradley hit me up. Nigga said, nigga, I went to middle school with you. I'm like, middle school, twenty eight. I love all y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all <laughs> y'all for real. It's just crazy to just think about like nigga, we we getting old, Frank. Like nigga, and this I hate to say years. it, man. Like, like that was twenty years ago, nigga. Like twenty, twenty years it don't ago. Don't feel you know like it. It don't <laughs> feel like it, but it's been that though. You know what I'm saying? That shit real, but right. yeah. Shit, but yeah, we can go and wrap it up yeah, now, man. We can. We can. Man, y'all know. Till next yo, week, yo, man. Yo, yo, this is the Hood Spit, boy. Yeah, that's my nephew, Kate, man. Shout out to E, man. You know what I'm saying? man. You know what I'm saying? And that's Jessica right there, man. Y'all ain't even know that with it. <laughs>